0: So Bitcoin fell 15% on Thursday. Of course, we've had several months of basically low volatility to no volatility. In fact, Bitcoin's volatility hit a record low just last week. Now, of course, it's always very calm before the storm. And finally, the volatility that we've all been waiting for has made itself known in the form of a massive, massive fall. So what actually caused this? Well, while it's difficult to actually pinpoint one single cause, Uh, there are a confluence of factors that led to and exacerbated this fall, uh, and there are a variety of factors that will, in all likelihood, macro and otherwise, make this fall continue, and it won't just be a one-day thing, but rather a reversal Uh, as investors pivot to risk off more broadly. And of course, Bitcoin is just another high beta asset in a universe of other assets. So we're going to talk about why Bitcoin puked 15%. But first things first, a word from our sponsor, River.com. River is where you go to invest in Bitcoin with confidence, you guys. Uh, They have zero fee dollar cost averaging. And also they have a proprietary multi-sig solution so that you know your Bitcoin that you purchase with them is held in cold storage and not lent out to anybody. Guys, River is changing the game when it comes to Bitcoin. You can invest in Bitcoin with confidence by going to river.com TBL and getting $5 free when you invest your first $100 in Bitcoin. And now let's get back to it. So the first chart here that I want to show is is the trading volume ratio between spot and uh, derivative trading. Now, um, the high amount of leverage in Bitcoin right now and the high amount of derivative trading activity relative to spot buying uh, is what caused this very, very huge move to occur. Um, like, like I mentioned, there's about a one, there was about a one to two week holdout where stocks started selling off about two weeks ago, all the major risk asset indices, the NASDAQ, the S&P 500 started selling off and Bitcoin was just kind of hovering around, which is unusual because usually Bitcoin moves out ahead of those other stock indexes. Think about it. Bitcoin is traded, uh, when, uh, like, like, a risk asset, right? When, when stocks get bit up, Bitcoin gets bit up too, but because Bitcoin is more illiquid and has more leverage than it moves Uh, higher and lower when stocks move up and down, right? It makes plenty of sense. But in this case, Bitcoin did not move out ahead of stocks. There was kind of this lag and it was very much inevitable that Bitcoin would follow. And after this one or two week period where it was kind of staying steady, it's now mirroring that sell off in stocks. And of course, with very, very high sensitivity. Uh, It dropped 15% yesterday to a low of $24,900 and is hovering right around 2060K right now. So why the sudden move? Again, it is a high amount of derivatives and a high amount of leverage trading compared to spot buying. Uh, of course, when you spot buy, right, when you're simply just purchasing Bitcoin without the use of leverage, that means you can weather all these sudden shocks, right? You're not borrowing money from somebody. You're taking on like a hundred to one leverage in order to purchase Bitcoin. You are just buying Bitcoin. Um, but when you have leverage, sudden moves can create create forced buyers and forced sellers uh, as margin gets called in and people's positions are liquidated. Uh, and when leveraged buyers are forced to sell, the price is pushed down to another liquidation target. And then it creates more for sellers and it pushes the price down to another liquidation target, which creates more more for sellers, so on and so forth until all of the offside positions have totally been rinsed from the market. And that's what we just saw yesterday. Of course, there was news about SpaceX selling its $375 million in Bitcoin uh, that it accumulated over the last two years. But frankly, that was not the reason for the sell off. And obviously, it certainly didn't help, uh, you know, in giving reason, uh, giving people a reason to sell, right? It may have exacerbated that liquidation cascade, but ultimately the dynamic behind this selling was derivatives positions getting unwound after a very sudden shock in a market that was very, very low volatility and was dominated by derivatives players. The moment a move happened, a huge cascade, a huge waterfall of these positions were unwound from the market. Uh, So to give you some perspective as to how big this was across all Bitcoin derivatives, there were 497.4 million, uh, excuse me, wrong image right here. Uh, across all Bitcoin derivatives. And this is from Coinalize, by the way, a very great tool. There were $497.4 million in liquidations over the past 24 hours. Oh my goodness, that's crazy. Uh, and it was dominated by 390, $369.5 million in leveraged long positions. So people who are borrowing uh, or in these derivatives positions long, betting Bitcoin would go up and a more modest, but still alarming $127.8 million in shorts that also faced the music. So Pretty huge numbers, pretty huge numbers for liquidation. And to give you some context, because obviously none of this means everyth- anything if it's not relative to something, uh, Thursday was Bitcoin's most volatile day in the last 365 by a country mile, looking at, look at the, uh, wrong finger right down here. Uh, look at the long, which is, uh, the, the red down here is long liquidations and the green is short liquidations. And as you can see, uh, these liquidation candles here completely tower over all of the liquidation candles that you've seen over the last entire year i'm getting pretty good at that at that point anything eventually we'll get better uh eventually i'll get some kind of tv back here so i don't have to uh, do this uh do this stuff manually and you can actually see myself pointing to it uh, behind me but on a more zoomed out view this is the most liquidations in a single day since december 2021 look at here uh, and that's after Bitcoin put in its all-time high. Now, this is way too opaque. You can't see it. But if you want to go to the website yourself or if you want to pause and zoom in uh, or go read our sub stack at bitcoinlayer.com, then you could see this chart, too. Um, and it shows the exact same thing. The most 24-hour liquidations, uh, the most liquidations in a single day of derivatives positions since Bitcoin put in its all-time high uh, uh, in November 2021. And then this this happened in December. So huge. A lot of bad leverage was rinsed from the market. And ultimately, guys, this is healthy. This is very healthy. A market propped up by leverage is ultimately doomed to fail, right? Think about it like building a skyscraper on a sinkhole. These occasional violent unwinds and leverage, they act like a wildfire that clears the underbrush for a healthier new spot foundation of Bitcoin buying, which is a dynamic that will build a stronger lasting market, right? Ultimately, these things are healthy. They need to happen from time to time. uh, And I'm happy that it happened uh, now. Uh, now, this isn't a good situation for other more illiquid crypto tokens uh, that fall more when Bitcoin falls, right? We talked about how Bitcoin has high sensitivity to things like the stock market. Crypto is, you know, the lower market cap uh, than Bitcoin, and therefore it has more sensitivity uh, to Bitcoin. And of course, there's, there's far more leverage in these more crypto tokens. And it's even worse for people who are leveraged against them. And it's even worse if you're a corporation that's doing corporate borrowing against that illiquid shitcoin. I'm specifically talking about Binance. Binance is, you know, despite their best efforts to say to the contrary, they are borrowing against their own illiquid shitcoin. And for companies like that, this is kind of Armageddon, right? You cannot, you cannot survive a sustained bear market in your coin, right, if you are leveraged against it, and you're a company. I imagine right now, Binance HQ is totally scrambling behind the scenes. And the reason being is because if we take a look at this chart here, The $215 to $220 level on Binance coin or BMB has been staunchly defended over the last several months since, you know, uh, since we're talking like April, May, and it's been defended through the years as well. well. Why is this? Well, chances are, right, the most reasonable explanation is that it's a liquidation target on a large loan that's collateralized with Binance coin. Right? When you take out a loan, when you go to the bank, you give them collateral. And if the value of your collateral drops too much, you may get margin called. In this case, the value, the value of uh, BNB is extremely important to Binance because chances are, by all accounts, it has a huge loan taken out against BNB, and so it has a huge vested interest in staving off a margin call on that loan. And so, what's it doing? It's selling reserves in order to prop it up. What does it have in reserves? It has Bitcoin in reserves, right? Makes a lot of sense. Now, we've talked about this several times in the past. If you watch this YouTube channel or you subscribe to our Substack, but the TLDR is that BNB, Binance Coin, is a native token uh, to Binance. They created it out of thin air. It's essentially uh, a common stock in the company that just isn't registered. Um, Now, CZ, the CEO of Binance, has stated exhaustively that Binance does not have any debt. And that is a totally laughable assertion, right? These guys are the largest crypto exchange in the world um and so a firm does not grow to that size without any leverage they just don't not in the modern era of zero interest rates and especially not without borrowing against its own common stock it's just silly it's a laughable assertion by CZ now binance again what explains this very strange price action through time they're the only player in town with a vested interest in the price of bnb okay who else would be a mystery buyer of last resort for this totally illiquid shitcoin right uh zoomed out you can clearly see how staunch And I can't put my hand in front of it, but you could see all along this dotted line, you could see how staunchly defended Binance Coin has been. Who else is doing that other than Binance, right? The people that created this, that grew their corporation to a massive size, they're defending this, chances are, ostensibly, right? Because they have a loan that's collateralized with BNB. Their liquidation level is that 215 to 220 level, and it's knocking right at that door. And so some of this selling, I have no doubt, is also coming from Binance, who is selling Bitcoin. Now, whether or not, right, whether or not they're selling just their own reserves or their own reserves and customers' Bitcoin is a matter that's up for debate. And if we're being honest, it's probably going to be up for debate in the courts uh, and with all of the securities agencies here in the United States. They're already being sued, let's be honest. Uh, all the shady activity is gonna come to light sooner or later. I'm just giving you the data, right? At the end of the day, I'm using my prefrontal cortex. I encourage you all to do the same. What's your source it's right here now we take another quick break to talk about a sponsor for this video foundation devices i love foundation devices okay they are my preferred go-to bitcoin hardware wallet if you've been on the fence about taking your bitcoin off of exchanges dangerous exchanges like binance Then look no further than Foundation Devices' easy-to-use suite of Bitcoin storage solutions. They have the Envoy, which is a very easy-to-use Bitcoin mobile wallet. You can download it today for free on the iOS App Store or Google Play. Take your coins off exchanges very simply, two minutes or less. I highly recommend it. Uh, Or if you want a little bit more robust security solution, you can use the Passport, which is Uh, which is Foundation Devices hardware wallet, extremely simple to use. It looks just like one of those old Nokia phones that has a dial pad, a number pad, a very clear LCD screen. You'll know how to use it the moment you get it out of the box. And that's why in my mind, it's so important, right? People need devices that they will know how to use. If Bitcoin is gonna be something that's held by a lot of people in cold storage, Got to be able to give it to grandma, and she'll be able to know how to use it immediately without sacrificing on privacy. That's just what the passport does. So, if you're interested, go to foundationdevices.com/tbl for a discount on your passport, or search up Envoy on app, the App Store or Google Play today. And without further ado, let's get back into it. So, ultimately, like a junk corporation, right? Junk borrowers, borrowers that are more risky. These crypto bucket shops, right? These exchanges, these basically online casinos. Um, they can't sustain positive real interest rates for long. Let's be real. Um, You know, ultimately, people have been able to borrow at a rate that's negative to the rate of inflation. Uh, So in other words, they're just borrowing because money is cheap, not because they have a viable business plan. And they've been completely reliant on that cheap money for years now. But now, if you look here, the 10-year real yield is at 1.92% and climbing, the highest it's been in 14 years. So real money is no longer free, which means that fake money, all this fraud, all this crypto stuff is no longer viable. So I ask you, right, based on this timeline, what's the next crypto scam to get flush, right? And I certainly wouldn't be surprised if it was a player like Binance take a look at here, uh, there have been a long line of payment processors that have dumped Binance. And the latest is Checkout.com. Binance was Checkout.com's largest customer. Um, and they, they ended the relationship with them, citing money laundering concerns and overly inflated transaction figures. Um, the re- you know The reasons to get off of exchanges just keep piling up, right? And onto cold storage devices like the suite of foundation devices. Wink, wink. Uh, But the reasons to get off exchanges just keep piling up. And ultimately, CZ is going to cry FUD until the cows come home. But this is very damning. This continues to be very damning. uh, And ultimately, it's not good for Bitcoin, right? Ultimately, Binance being the largest exchange, I want them to be flushed out because there's a lot of fraud. But you got to remember, they own a lot of Bitcoin. And in order to prop themselves up and stave themselves off from failure, they're actively selling Bitcoin. Their own and in all likelihood, customers too. And so that's also going to exert downward pressure on Bitcoin's price. Now, in the long term, in the long term, not just native to Bitcoin, but native, native to crypto, right? I put it in quotation marks here at TBL. We put it in quotation marks, right? The reason we're called the Bitcoin layer and not the crypto layer is because crypto is this gaggle of affinity scams right? Uh, whereas Bitcoin is totally neutral digital money. Now, whether you want to believe it's a pet rock or not, that's fine. But one thing that's totally inarguable is that it's neutral, it's digital, nobody controls it. Whereas the same can't be said for a lot of these VC funded and highly centralized crypto scams. So that's why I've been putting it in quotation marks in case you are new. But apart from the Bitcoin native stuff, in the long run, right, we're talking several months, quarters, and even years down the line. When it comes to market cycles, where are we? Well, you know. The macro landscape is not supportive of risk assets either. Correlations are shifting to risk off. So stocks are down 5%, uh, and the 10-year yield uh, uh, has reached a 16-year high of 4.3% on Thursday. Right, So growth and inflation expectations are extremely high. Stocks are very much down. Um this the, the, the treasury has been issuing hundreds of billions of dollars in bonds that is not going to stop. Uh, and with this higher issuance, it pushes yields higher, which incentivizes investors to move away from those riskier equities that aren't yielding as much anymore and into the risk-free suite of these U.S. treasuries, right? That it keep uh, yielding higher and higher and higher and higher amounts. And it's so these higher yielding U.S. treasuries and this flood of new debt is sucking capital away from risk assets. And that's a trend that's gonna continue well into the rest of this year and into next year. So if yields keep moving higher as the US Treasury flood persists, which is exacerbated by the Fed and when it's doing its QT risk markets become even more dangerous. This is a huge liquidity vacuum. Um, this market-wide liquidity vacuum has been plugged in and it is actively working its magic as we speak. Uh, moreover, the de-risking can be observed in money market funds. Um, they grew by $40 billion this week to $5.57 trillion, uh, and they've now swelled to 22% the size of us the US Treasury market. That just goes to show you, from the retail investing public, the people that buy stocks and the people that buy Bitcoin just how much interest there is in parking your money in a safe and higher-yielding investment. Now, U.S. Treasuries aren't safe because of inflation, blah, blah, blah. But the reality is they are still considered globally the risk-free yield. And you see investors flocking to it with $40 billion in inflows now usurping 22% of the U.S. Treasury market. So capital, again, is flocking out of risky credit, out of risky securities, stocks, the S&P 500, and Bitcoin and into safer and higher yielding T-bills, right? The market is de-risking, not just the economy, right? But after the, you know, 15, 16, 17 months of the Fed having raised rates, people are de-risking with their investments too, right? Um, so now, you know, ultimately this 5.5% interest is simply too good to pass up. You're witnessing this dynamic, just another notch in the belt of de-risking. And ultimately, guys, at the end of the day, the the we one of the ways we view Bitcoin as here, is the way that it's traded versus the asset that it is. Of course, being called the Bitcoin layer, we view Bitcoin as its very own monetary network that's actively monetizing, but it's also important to realize what Bitcoin trades like. And at the end of the day, right now, Bitcoin trades like a risk asset. It it trades like a mirror of global liquidity, right? And as the world's central banks tighten their money supply in unison and investors de-risk, realistically barring imminent spot ETF approval, there are no upward catalysts for Bitcoin. And as you know, we've we've been trumpeting this for several months, but the bucket of risks for Bitcoin and for other risk assets and ultimately for the economy, let's be real, is unequivocally skewed to the downside. Uh, one final disconcerting chart for you here, just to pique your interest, not to scare you or anything like that. Every time that Bitcoin has fallen below its 200 day moving average it has gone on to fall an average of 20%. And of course, if history rhymes, you can prepare for even further of a Bitcoin dive. But I hope that gave you a little bit more clarity as to why Bitcoin puked 15% and what's ahead in the next several months, uh, given that Bitcoin is just one asset in a universe of others, uh, and how it's very beholden to the macro backdrop, which is worsening uh, over the next several quarters as we teeter closer to an economic recession. If you enjoyed this video, make sure that you subscribe. And of course, make sure that you check out all of our subspo- uh, all of our sponsors, both Foundation and River, right? River.com is the best place where you can buy Bitcoin. They have zero fee dca They have hassle-free Bitcoin mining. Uh, you can visit River.com today to get set up, get invested in Bitcoin. They are absolutely changing the game. That's all for today. Make sure to subscribe and hit the notification bell so you get notified every single time we post and we'll talk to you soon.